Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ako si Carl Javier, Puma Podcast. Here are the headlines for the week. On September 20, more than 4 million people from over 150 countries called for governments and businesses to end fossil fuel usage and to commit to zero emissions. The global climate strike is likely to be the largest climate protest in history. This was three days before the United Nations Climate Action Summit in New York. 16-year-old environmental activist Greta Thunberg addressed world leaders. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? In the Philippines, young people are feeling the effects of the climate crisis. Projection ng pag-asa report from 2018 ay in the next century, magkakaroon ng plus 40% rainfall over Luzon, western Visayas, and some parts of Mindanao, and minus 40% naman rainfall in central sections of Mindanao, and decreasing frequency and increasing intensity of typhoons. That was Mitzi Janel Tan from Youth Advocates for Climate Change in the Philippines. The Philippines is the most vulnerable country in Asia and the second most vulnerable globally to the effects of the climate crisis. Several groups in Bataan, Baguio, Bacolod, Iloilo, and other cities joined the global climate strike. For youth leaders like Tan, a problem with this magnitude requires more than lifestyle changes and a one-day strike. Tan shares the alliance's plans to continue the fight. To lobby and have a signature campaign and to talk to the Climate Change Commission so that this uh, the government can acknowledge that we have an issue and we need to declare a climate emergency. And in December, we are planning to call for another global climate strike um, in line with the Conference of Parties 25, where we, they will be talking about the um, Paris Treaty, etc. And we are planning to invite Greta Thunberg to go to the most vulnerable countries. Artists are making a commitment to never forget the events and atrocities of dictator, former President Ferdinand Marcos's martial law. On September 21, artist Renz Baluyot opened a show called Silent Witnesses, which invites us to take an unflinching look at the experiences of survivors of human rights abuses. The exhibit is at the Vargas Museum in UP. This was organized by the Center for Art, New Ventures, and Sustainable Development. Here is Puma Podcast founder Robbie Alampay speaking at the launch. For our legal system, even as a beautiful word, 
for testimony or affidavits. And we heard this again and again from victims and survivors. The word that I fell in love with, as an editor also, is patutoo. It is my, my truth. This is my way of giving you my truth. It's almost in pleading. Pakitotoo. Ipatotoo. Gawin natin totoo. And it is almost as if saying that the only way that my uh, memory can be real is if you listen to it, if you, if you accept it. Human Rights Chair Chito Gascon highlights the importance of continued remembrance of martial law. Just because there are sections of our community that deny the truth of martial law and the human rights violations, the victimization that occurred in martial law, and say that this is their truth, that this was the glory years of, of the country, they cannot you know, brush aside, set aside yung pagpapatotoo, yung testimony, the witnessing of the actual victims and the continuing memorialization by succeeding generations. Puma Podcast is also part of the exhibit with an interactive sound installation. Help us give voice to the survivors by reading their stories. More mothers and children survive today than ever, according to a new report by the UN. Since 2000, the rate of maternal deaths has decreased by 35%. In the Philippines, the rate of maternal deaths has decreased by 24%. Director General Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus of the World Health Organization attributed this progress to universal health coverage. However, an estimated 2.8 million pregnant women and newborns die every year, or one every 11 seconds. Inequality remains across countries. The mortality rate remains high in some regions. UN agencies monitor maternal mortality as part of the Sustainable Development Goals. SDG 3.1 aims to reduce the global maternal mortality ratio to less than 70 per 100,000 live births by 2030. This is Dr. Gabresus at the Regional Committee for Europe. As you know, the catch cry of the SDGs is to leave no one behind. We cannot tolerate a world or a region where the rich get healthy and the poor get sick. We're committed to health for all, not health for some. If you've ever been stuck in Metro Manila traffic, and who hasn't, then you might have noticed that every hour is rush hour. For data scientists like Stephanie C., finding the solution starts with measuring the right things at the Department of Transportation. Right now, the metric through which DOTR measures their success is the, rel is the speed of vehicles along EDSA. I, I think that just changing their metric of success from vehicle speed to number of people we've moved, that is going to have the biggest impact. Because once you change that number, everybody else's incentives completely change, right? These are the kinds of questions that C and her organization, Thinking Machine, wrestle with. Thinking Machine's mission is to help organizations make better decisions through data. 
They are partners with Waze and Sakai for transit data, and they relay this information to government agencies. We have you know, all this movement data um, that kind of tells you um, Sakai, I, I really like that organization. They have a data set on um, commuters, origin destination data on commuters. I really like working with those guys. We're working together to join that commuter data set to the Waze car data set. The talk on the future of data was organized by the Asia Society Philippines. The Department of Agriculture has allotted 78 million pesos to contain and combat African swine fever. They have detected incidents of the disease in at least 12 villages in Luzon as of September 23. However, farmers are not sure of what they can do to protect their livelihood from the outbreak. Mark Dia from the nonprofit World Animal Protection shared his interaction with a hog raiser recently. I did ask them, Papano, kung marami kayong baboy, paano niyo papatayin pag nag, kung sakali mang magkaroon kayo ng insidente? Uh, sabi niya, pagkaintindi ko kasi, ano na lang, ililing na lang ng buhay. Sabi ko, uh, that's, uh, that's unacceptable. So there must be a better way to be able to do so. Part of the issue is that the country was not prepared for the outbreak. The virus could have been from infected meat from countries with reported cases, such as China. Any pork product that goes through process that has the virus uh, could be a source of the infection. So in processed meat, um, this virus can last maybe a month. Sa sausages, parmaham, it can survive for more than a year. If you freeze any infected meat, then it could be there for years. Dia recommends a better information campaign to inform the public about the outbreak. Although the virus is deadly to pigs, it does not affect humans. Over the decades, we have relied on whistleblowers to provide strong evidence against powerful politicians. Whistleblowers provide valuable information. They have access to documents, records, or information that no one else has because, well, they are part of the crime. We also have to remember that while we appreciate their courage to tell the truth, whistleblowers were, as they say, in on it to start with. Whistleblowing can be dangerous. Edelus Reyes was a police officer who blew the whistle on the so-called Kuratong Balaleng rub-out. In 1976, Primitivo Mijares wrote a book entitled The Conjugal Dictatorship of Ferdinand and Imelda Marcos. It was a tell-all book on the Marcoses, written by himself, the dictator's confidant. As important as they are in our democracy, we have not been protecting these whistleblowers and their testimonies as well as we should. But after these people put their lives and their families' lives at risk, told the truth, did the noble thing, this is what happened. Mijares is murdered, as well as his son. Corruption whistleblower Jun Lozada was found guilty of corruption himself. In the next episode of TED Talks, attorney Ted Te discusses the whistleblowers that changed the course of our history, what the law says about their treatment, and how we can take better care of state witnesses. Watch out for our upcoming show, Conservative Ako, where we talk about female pleasure and sexuality with sex and relationship therapist, Rika Cruz. Masturbation is the most natural thing for us to do. It's normal. It's, again, the most common sexual activity. I did a study on this for my thesis, and I found out that a lot of women, even though it's surrounded with guilt and stigma and shame, still more than half of Filipino women masturbate at least once a month. But that's a very low number, isn't it? 
it is a low number compared to our Western counterparts kasi in can see studies, it's around 62%. It's also a low number compared to men, syempre. <laughs> Who I think mga 90-93% of men masturbate talaga. They masturbate more frequently than women. Kasi sila siguro mga 3 to 4 times a week. When we were in high school, kung may sex ed man tayo, ano yung sinasabi nila is the most effective way to avoid sexually transmitted infections or unwanted pregnancies. Abstinence is the best way. But actually, it's not. It's masturbation. When you say you abstain, you're not exploring that sexual part of yourself. You're denying that sexual part of yourself. But if it's masturbation, you're just playing with yourself. Wala kang risk of transmitting STIs. Wala kang risk mabuntis. But you're still exploring that sexual side. And that was this week's Puma Podcast Headlines. For more content, subscribe to Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting platform. Maraming salamat po. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 